Welcome to Podball, the highest podcast in the world. Today, I'm joined by two incredible women, two legends in their own way. One is Nathalie Mamo, international ex-basketball player, and the other one is Lama Masri, who is an ex-professional football player. They have a lot of to say today. What time is it? It's ball time. Brah. Welcome to Podball, the highest podcast in the world. Today, I'm super excited because I'm joined by two incredible athlete women. We have Lama and Natalie. How are you? Great, how are you? So I will let you to introduce yourself first. Awesome. Um, Go I'll ahead. start. Uh, Lama Masri, um, 34, retired football athlete. Um, yeah, maybe spent professionally uh, more than seven years playing professional between Lebanon, Germany and England. Wow. Well, first, I want to tell you, I'm so happy that we're first two women on your show. It was about time for you to get women. So, of course. I'm, so I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm Natalie. We've met uh, before, but I'm a, I'm a former professional basketball player. I was the youngest to join the national team at the age of 13. And this is what used to get me at a very young age on television. So growing up, I then became the first woman to ever present sports news in Lebanon. And this started taking me to different places from, from the court to TV and then... Then I moved to Dubai, becoming the first woman to ever present the WWE, first woman to win Sports Media Personality of the Year. So I'm very happy to have been someone who helped breaking a lot of barriers, especially in the sports world in this region. So, um, yeah, that's basically uh, the summarize who I am today, I guess. But wow. it all started on court. This is why whatever I go in life, I just go back and say just started on court and I owe it all to the game, to basketball and to to the game that shaped me into the person I am today. It's always starting on course, right? So let's be back to your previous life. You know, I'm also retired in a way, so we are all know. So how that started for you to be like a, an athlete as a, as, a, as a girl, as a woman? It was maybe difficult, how your parents handled it? Like, how was your relationship with boys? Because I'm like, I remember when I was young, I was playing in a, in a small club and one girl was playing with us and she was really good. Yeah, so she was the only one. And so when we pass her the ball, sometimes we dub, but all the time she was not making people. How was for you the relationship with, when you were young with the sports? I think when it comes at least to football, I have my dad to thank. He is till now, mashallah, really. He's 73 years old and works out maybe seven hours a day. No joke. There's not, not a single Works out. Works out. Like there's not a single sport he doesn't do. Okay. Like really. And so growing up, uh, he looked at me and said, all right, I'm going to put all of that into you. So put a ball, a basketball, a volleyball, uh, wakeboarding, water skiing, you know, whatever. Just we do it. So it, be, it, was, a, it was like a, a sport that you love, that you want to kind of move about on any different field. Uh, and football specifically, I loved it. I loved the team spirit. I loved the dedication. I loved that... Um, it was groundbreaking. I mean, it was in Saudi Arabia. Women did not play football. So I joined a local team there and I had my hair cut short, you know, and we used to play against Saudi teams. So you, sh you shave your hair? Like properly, you know, really short. To play short, football? To play football. Wow. And, Someone and asked you to do that or? No, I mean, I, because we used to play against Saudi teams. So they, did, they shouldn't know that I'm a woman. So what I would do okay. is that, uh, so I'd play attack and the second they pass the ball, I would take the ball and, and then... Right before scoring, I look at the goalie and uh, pass the ball in, in, you know, in a girly voice. Yeah, okay. And then the goalie freezes because he was Saudi. And back then, it was like, what do you mean there's a woman, woman playing with us? 
And we were young, we were seven years old. So you yeah. just explained to me because, you know, I'm Frenchman, so my English is not perfect. So if I understand right, you cut your hair to kind of hide your girl in a boy's team mm -hmm. and you, uh, you, you use that as a tool Excellent. to like distract them, right? This, not not the my team because the coach knew all my teammates yeah. knew but like the opposing they, team they were had surprised. no idea and what about when you touch the ball after and they realize you were a girl like and you master the ball like them how was their reaction one they froze then you're know, like first like oh my god I'm playing against a woman uh, and then two is like oh okay she she can play so uh, so they didn't have to be easy anymore because I still do that now with friends we, we play some games and they're like oh a girl's on the team you know and I'm like all right Keep thinking that, and I end up tackling them, and they're like, "What the hell?" Do you like to mix uh, with boys, like uh, when you play sports, like basketball or football, or you prefer to separate? Well, to me, I started playing my entire life with boys, and this is how I learned to play basketball. Because uh, I come from a family where my grandfather was a basketball player and a part of the national team. Then it was my father, and then it was me. But I grew up in a club where there was no team for girls, so I grew up playing with the boys. And at some point, there. I had to do some restructuring for the club. So I bought myself like a, a panier, like a basketball, oh. and I put it in the parking spot next to my house. And all the boys of the club used to come, but I was the boss there. Like I was choosing who plays and who doesn't. Oh, la, la. So I was just you watching. the place. Yes, but they're all boys and they just wanted to please me. And like, I was so young that whatever they used to do, I used to go back home and train. Just watch how they do the between the legs, behind the back and stuff like that. And this is how I became really good so young because I joined the national team at the age of 13. So, yeah, I learned from the boys. And then at some point they, they did the first women's team. At first, I'm like, I don't want to play with the girls, but I didn't have a choice to go like from to the next level. So I, I still today, I, I, I prefer playing with the boys than with the girls. Uh, how is the relationship with the girl? Because sometimes I heard that like, in the team, it's super tough, super hard. Like you said, like you prefer play with the boys. So how is like being inside the, a girl's team, for example? I don't think it's any different than a guy's team because I think whatever you're talking about, competition's there. Jealousy is a big part of the sport. It, it is what pushes you to become better. It exists both with men and women. So I don't see there's a big difference with that. The only difference is the hormones that are <laughs> a bit on a different level with a woman. And there's a different psychology, which the coach has to know how to deal with women different than, than men. But whatever you find in a men's team, it's it's still it exists in the same way with the women's team. I honestly, I really think they're from the football that I've watched, from the games that we're currently watching in the World Cup. I really feel women are tougher, honestly. I mean, I've been kicked around on every place you can imagine, from my face, and I've had, you know, the cleats on my face, and I rolled over and I got up. You know, I wasn't acting and saying foul. Like, like Neymar. Like a lot of players that, honestly, in women's football, we don't see that, really. We, we see they roll and they get up. Of course so we don't see that. We see you, you, you throw the hair and everything. <laughs> oh like, sometimes I get shocked by some clip, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. You know, we have is that in freestyle. Uh, basically, uh, we had the World Championship freestyle. Only men the first year. Second year, only men. Yeah. The third year, we had like four girls. Then the year after, I was scared. To play against the girl, please don't mix it up. <laughs> no, but actually, I think uh, in some. This is my opinion. In some sports, it's good to 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 divide because the abilities are different. Mm -hmm. But in some sport, actually, I think girl can do better than men. What do you think? Like, is it like when someone creates a sport? Do you think the sport are creating only like in a way it's attractive or 
just for men or do we think about like maybe change the rules for girls? What, what, what do you think about the evolution of sports nowadays for girls in general? I think from when sports started in general, right? It's a recreational activity. Um, and then you'd have, you know, your Spartan games back, you know, in ancient uh, uh, Italy and Greece and where you would have, let's say, athletes entertain the crowd, right? And so it was, sports was driven as a political reason, you know, to, to drive the masses to come and attend and distract. And then with our lifestyle, it's moved on to us being active and wanting to take care better of our health, our mental health, that, you know, hunger for dopamine, right? Um, when you actually want to think about a sport, what you guys did with Urban Ball, right? This one-on-one, I see this as easily a man versus a woman, no, no problem, right? I see them playing against each other. Um, it's the skill sets of your footwork, really, and how much you can put a, a joker face, right? And so I don't really think so much about certain sports are only for women versus men. I, we face that a lot, I'm sure. I don't know so much in basketball with you guys. No, I, I don't think he means the fact that there are some sports that are just, you, you mean about separating men from women in, in, the, in competition, which I sometimes agree to because the physical ability of men differs. But sometimes when you don't need that, it's okay to mix uh, both yeah. things. But in general, sports over the years, watch the track and field, like records keep on get, keeping broken. And then you ask yourself until when, until when, until when, and then I believe sports and as a, as a science, as a technology, is improving so much that both in man and woman, everything is just going from a level to another, to another, to another. And then you just keep on asking until when, like, till when can we just keep on breaking records and everything? Yeah, actually, I was meaning also the fact, like, if you talk about basketball, the goal is to score more basket than the other team and to repeat effort, like, back and forth. So maybe in that way, men are, have more ability. No, but but then- imagine, like, you have... Uh, uh, competition like three points, for example. Yeah. And if imagine basketball was that only shooting, maybe a, a woman could meet the man. But then again, if you're watching lately, like with the NBA, the three points line has been a bit too too close for some of players. Stephen Curry took the game. Yeah, did you uh, see the last clip? <laughs> yes, I did. Like, this is crazy. Like the Stephen three point Curry line has the, the... has become way too far for everyone. And this is when maybe now they might even consider changing that line or consider something else because everyone's just shooting and from a different range. So. I'm telling you, like, it's just improving and improving there. Uh, so, yeah. We have a court behind us. So it's the Urban Bowl Sky Pitch. It's the best street football pitch in the world. We are building a new sport. It's a one-on-one format. The goal for me is to create the UFC of football. That's the goal. And of course, we have, it's not already draw because we were waiting for you, Natalie, to tell us which distance we should aim. We have a two-point line. For, have, ba- for shooting? Yes, for shooting, but with the foot, for, for sure. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, we are building a new rules here and a new way to play football. If you have to put like two athletes one-on-one in that court playing football, football to do a players? cool game. Huh? Football players? Yes, football players, whoever, to create a cool game. Who do you put behind us? I'd get me a ham. Who? I'd get me a ham. From? Uh, US national oh, Okay, team. yes, yes, yes. She's retired, but I mean... She's my legend, right? She's, uh, I mean, who would be your go-to? No, I'm just thinking further than that. Just put the two greatest, like Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. Just Perfect. Like, I'll one take on that. One. Yeah. Who will win, you think? 
I'm an MJ fan all the way. So. Okay. But I think, you know, MJ will like score some goals and Mohamed, you get peace and punch him in the face yeah. and that's it, you know. Um, so we, we're growing, we're creating a new sport. And of course, when you create a new sport, it's always difficult. Uh, you know, you have faced so many things. What, when you back to your, uh, your childhood, when you start, how you say your parents was, your father actually support you a lot and put you everywhere in the sport. How was you for your parents? Did they support you to play basketball or? Yeah, I mean, of course, I told you, I come from a family where basketball is, is a religion, you know, it's all over in the, in the house. So, and I had a very supportive mom who used to drop me and take me to practice every single day. But then I remember I had to, because uh, we're, we're, we play professional, but we still go to school. Like, it's not something that we do for a living. We just do it for, for fun. And I had another life where I, I was so young and I still had to go to school. And I remember she's like, listen, if this affects your grades, we're stopping basketball. And from that day on, I just graduated first from school, first from high school, first in everything I've done in But my life. no choice. Just because I wanted to, like, pursue the game and, like, not give them any reason to, to tell me we're stopping this. But... I watched a video today from for Serena Williams. She said, "I don't come from the rich, uh, rich, the richest family, but I had a family that was rich in support, rich in spirit, rich in belief. And this is the most important, really. What what she said means a lot. This is what you need to become a great athlete." Wow, super inspiring. I heard the story. I read a bit online. So you were playing uh, for Lebanon, and uh, you were qualified for the World Cup. Yes. And you couldn't attend, but I couldn't find it, like the real reason, like what's happened. So, um, unfortunately, I think with Lebanon, it's a, it's a bit of a political issue where uh, there's a lot of corruption there. And uh, I think corruption in sports goes long way with a lot of national team federations around the world. And um, they didn't, uh, they just, you know, obviously we get money from FIFA yearly, right? For the women specifically, for us to go to competitions and train and, and enhance. That year, um, nothing was spent on the national team and we had qualified and uh, the federation said we don't have money. And we went to them, we are aware that there is money. Um, so literally in 24 hours, I got some funding from Nike and uh, secured it. But the only condition was that I actually take the money and book the tickets, book the hotels and do everything through Lama. Uh, and uh, the federation disagreed that if the money's going to come in, it has to go through us. And so Nike didn't trust that for obvious reasons. You could see that we're still without a president in Lebanon for <laughs> corruption reasons. And yeah, so uh, the team, the national team boycotted ever since. That's been more than 10 years. It was 10 years ago? It was 10 years ago. There hasn't been a senior female national team for uh, the Lebanese league. All of them are under 19. It's the young team. But the older ones have... Uh, Different football players, they're now in Canada, they're now in the US, they're now in England, they're playing professionally other parts of the world, but they've, they've given up. It's sad. Yeah. It's, I think in basketball, there's a lot more, um, I don't know, I think there's a lot more weight for women. And I think you, ha you have really good clubs in Lebanon. You have proper clubs behind an administration that would push the federation to spend on them. But for the women's team, it was us that had to build the clubs. You know, I had to lobby at a local football team, you know, to get funding. We really had to prove ourselves as women. Is it there. the sports things or something else? Just because it's football or it's less structured? We got a lot of comments of, you know, football's not for women, you know. 
We, we would get that a lot. You, you think, uh, yeah, football is less for women than basketball? Like how No, I think the problem in Lebanon is the exposure. Basketball has much more exposure than football does. Basketball goes on TV, whether for men or women. Sponsors are more interested in, in basketball. Um, I'm sure they've accomplished a lot, but people don't know about it. With the women's basketball team, they know when we win the Arab Championship, when we made it to the Division A in Asia, the exposure we have and the like, the light like we have much more than football, which is which is as an athlete and as someone who knows how they're feeling, it's sad. But this applies like to so many other things in different countries. You have always like a, a, a sports that's a bit more popular than any other other sports, but it has. There's no reason that justifies when a team qualifies somewhere for the budget not to be secured for them to go play. So, I mean, I, I feel you and this is this is very sad. It's super crazy. So that's why we create a new sport and maybe we can add some. <laughs> we, make, we make our own national teams, right? Yes, I'm right? sure like uh, <laughs> someone from Lebanon can represent super well at yeah. the World Cup. And also I think that uh, the, the world we are into now, it's, there is many change. We have uh, different type of opportunities. Now we have uh, social media as well, so not everything is stay on the ground and we can like speak a little bit better. There is like many people who say like, okay, there is the, sad, the bad effect of social media. There is for sure a bad effect. There is for sure a dependent. There is for sure people, people staying on the time on their phone. But there is also for sure a way to use that tool and to inspire people and also to say some story. I... I know, unfortunately, in Lebanon, we, you had like this uh, bad moment where there is uh, this, this explosion. Yeah. And uh, like uh, as a French guy, I I saw so many stories on social media and I could see different effects that what the news was only showing on TV. And that was something something cool. Um, but for, for, for you, uh, what what uh, so you are an athlete now, you were an athlete and you turn a bit the page. Okay, how was the transition for you? Well, for me, it, I told you, it all started by being on court and I used to go on TV shows as a guest because of my basketball career. And then there was the channel in Lebanon who came and they're like, we want you to be the first woman to present sports. And back then my Arabic was so bad. And I'm like- You didn't speak Arabic? I spoke, but not in the TV Arabic. So I used to speak French with my family and friends. I spoke English at like, and then it was not my forte, you know, speaking Arabic. And I was shy and everything. And I'm like, no, but then they're like, you're going to be the first woman to do so. And that's the only reason why I said yes. And then, to be very honest, getting on TV is, is addictive. Like, you go there, there's a certain personality that gets, like, you change within a second as soon as the camera is on. And it just started opening a lot of opportunities. From the second I got on TV as the first woman to present sports in Lebanon, I started getting offers from everywhere. And then I just felt like I, it's in my hands to, to use this platform and start making a change which is what I wanted. And I and I, it started from being something locally and then I went to the Arab world and then I started doing stuff internationally until I, I got to work with the biggest sports organizations, whether with the NBA or the FIFA or the AFC or WWE. And then I saw that like barriers have been broken and I'm part of that and I've witnessed change. So I think that was, that was the best decision. And you know how when you don't know how to do something, you just say yes and then learn it? This is exactly what happened when I started going on TV because it was not something I learned. Is Natalie changed from the, the athlete to the TV presenter? You know, I always say that, no, I'm an, I'm an athlete in the way I present because everything I learned on court, I took it with me and I applied it in my professional life. And even like, it's something I always repeat, like, 
even if you don't become a champion with the sports you do, but there is so much, that whatever game you choose to do, whether it's basketball, football, that the, the commitment, the discipline, the sacrifice, this you can take with you and you can apply it to anything else in life, in your professional life, and it will take you somewhere. It will make you something. So I think the athlete in me made it as a presenter. So no, I don't think I'm a different person. Okay, that's a good advice to actually like keep what makes you in a different uh, sport or activity and apply the same principle in your next career. How was for you? Uh, Emma? I think I think for me it was a bit different because I I mean obviously I love the sport I really really do it's it's I think we all share that right we share this love for that sport that we we play but for at least fo women football from the time I started there wasn't really much financial gains it you're paying from your own pocket to actually play and I always had to have a career. Right? I, I went to uni, I did my masters, I, I built my companies, I, 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 was, I was hungry for that, right? I loved the sport, but it was never, it couldn't, I knew I was, I came to, you know, to reality. I knew the reality that I'm never going to make money from this, right? And even if I wanted, is it enough, right? Is it enough to buy a home one day, right? Enough to, to take care of a family or, or, you know, to travel and When did you patients. start to think like that? It was a certain age after a certain issues or it was straight away when you were playing i think it was i think maybe families also they they do not even let you think that you can make money out of this okay. so it was so i had an athletic scholarship at age i started uni at age 16 right so i had a i, had a, I basically was scouted from in bahrain i was in bahrain i got scouted to queen's university in canada and i was only 16 and my mom was like listen like you're 16 I'm not sending you to Canada. So we rejected the scholarship. I went to Lebanon, to my home country, because I didn't really know it. And I ended up... Uh, Why your mom didn't say to you it was like trust, more like uh, culture to protect you or how? I think it was, one, getting close to my culture and understanding where I'm from because I didn't have that connection because, I mean, I knew Lebanon, but I didn't know the people enough, right? Uh, and two was, you know, I was only 16. So going to uni at 16, she was definitely scared. I'd be scared for my, for my son if he, you know, he was 16 and going to uni. So, um, but I, I, I applaud her, honestly, because I got to see women football. I got to help create it. I was the first to set up a football club there with Ansar, a local club, and then going with Atletico FC and doing. So I was part of the, the hunger that there wasn't, anything there and we were so hungry that we started creating clubs creating the infrastructure helping the national team you know so i definitely saw achievements there from a football career but um i i went i had the whole i want to change the world kind of aspect yes. you know uh, i wanted to do bigger things i'm uh, smiling because you just mentioned atletico fc and yeah. i'm one of the partners of atletico and no i had way. absolutely no idea no way <laughs> yes. with rene matta yes oh my god <laughs> yes oh uh, you know yes <laughs> yeah it was like the initial reason why i got part of this club in lebanon was to create a basketball club and then which we did but they invested so much in women's sport, and especially with the women's team so True. it makes me happy to hear this yes, yes. how are you involved now in your sports at the moment well yes as i told you like i'm part of uh, i'm part of this club and my mission is to uh, play it forward you know like because i always say i am who i am thanks to this game and it's time to just do something in return so yeah i do have plans to to do stuff here not just 
in Dubai or Lebanon, but in the region to push women, push girls into sports, uh, whether by doing things or just sharing your story. Because uh, there are a lot of places in this world where a woman thinks she, she still cannot, but it's time for every person to think that if he can, she can. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where I was blessed with a lot of opportunities and now it's just time to share uh, the story and just pay it forward. And uh, did you sign the court? Not yet. Not no. yet. Because what we're going to do, you're going to sign the court because this court will be given uh, also. Uh, maybe we're going to give it in Brazil, in the favelas. Uh, so as part of the program to support uh, the next generation of players. So I will be super uh, happy for you to, to sign it. It was really a pleasure for me to have you in the podcast. Likewise. Uh, Lama and Nathalie, so I hope much. you enjoyed it. Thank we you for the invitation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really. I hope you enjoyed the beautiful location And when here. you need training, I'll, I'll come train you, okay? Yeah, oh, <laughs> la, la, she teased me. Huh? I take you one-on-one -on -one in basketball if you want. Deal. Let's yeah, do this. no problem. <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you, watch, if you want to watch another episode, don't forget to click on the square right here. Subscribe to the channel and let me know in the comments who should be the next guest. And I'll see you next time. Brah.